Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 140 for the 24th of June, 2010. Hey James, welcome to couch number 140. Hi there Ian, how's it hanging? It's hanging very well. And uh, how are you doing on this balmy, balmy day in London? Balmy, those hot summer days. Um, not too bad at all, but we're not here to guess about the weather. That's a different blog. <laughs> That's or right. Or or whatever. We're going to talk about what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology, starting with business news, technology news. Content delivery, uh, mobile, obviously um, loads of mobile news. Um, and a bit of gaming action gaming. and... Uh, any other gadgety, crazy technology kind and of stories? There's a lot of that around. Definitely. So, um, business. What's the business? Well, we've been watching how uh, just about any content provider in the universe has been lining up to sue YouTube. It uh, is Google, obviously. Yep. Sue Google about YouTube because they've been posting uh, stuff of theirs online. Uh, despite the fact that the uh, DC DMCA... The Digital Millennium Copyright Act in the US gives YouTube uh, responsibilities in that respect. So you have to call them up and say, hey, you've got my content on your site. And they have to take it down with a certain amount of time. And they've obviously been doing that. Uh, there's so, I mean, they can't just say, look, we're, we're paying for technology to screen mashups and things like that. At what point does, I guess, anything, even if it's like a two-second clip, then it should mm. be taken down? Or, and even saying, before you upload this, make sure you have the copyright. Yeah, and certainly YouTube do all that. You have to agree that if you uh, that you have the so rights to do it. What exactly is this motion of summary judgment? Well, this is uh, this is in Viacom's lawsuit uh, with YouTube slash Google, and they've basically been saying, despite the DMCA, they've been using our content and profiting from it. Therefore, uh, they should hand us over tons and tons of money. Uh, but what the courts established is that YouTube is protected by the safe harbor provisions in the DCMA, meaning that. As we were talking about, if you follow the rules, like you take content down when you've asked to take it down, then mm-hmm. you're protected from being sued by everybody. And you tell people you shouldn't upload content. Yeah, you're naughty. naughty. You're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, Stop it. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> so once again, the lawyers win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually status Brilliant. quo. Business as usual. <laughs> and um, Lawyers rub their hands together in glee. Fantastic. Yep. Don't we just love them? Yep. Um, so that's very interesting. Um, Technology-wise, um, now no. you've whacked this in the technology section, but I it's know, kind of I, pseudo gaming. I almost stuck it in the gaming. Mm-hmm. So this is the, in the, in the technology at E3, section. I think. Um, Nintendo demonstrating the the 3D version. Is this what this is about? The uh, Nintendo 3DS, so the 3D screen, uh, which everyone seems to think is actually very, very good. Like they've played it and gone, wow, well, that's it's, actually it's pretty cool. well. I think when your head's in the right place and it's a it's a yeah. lenticular display. I think right. Yeah. So you actually you don't have glasses. You actually look mm-hmm. at it directly. Um, and it's you're right. It's kind of perfect like that because you're holding it in your hand. You have to hold it in your hand yep. to play it. So it's directly in front of your eyes. So you're not looking at it at an angle or anything like that, um, which mm. is the difficulty with some 3D sets. They're doing some kind of line interleaving, mm. vertical line. And they reckon the uh, the graphics is pretty good. And they've uh, got some information here on the graphics processing unit inside it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what they've done is not use one of the usual guys like um, Nvidia or ATI or any of those guys. They've uh, Signed up a Japanese startup called Digital Media Professionals. Of course, those well-known DMPs, right? Yep. Uh, which sees the company's PICA200 chip doing the 3D visuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it's been the chip's been kicking around for a while, um, but it's when the first time. Gizmos go on sale then. What's the? Um, I I'm actually quite looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, you've got a DS. Guys. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is. Well, I had a DS, but when I was travelling, it vanished. Either I left it in a hotel room, okay. or it uh, never made it out it's of the hotel room. Yeah. Uh, but I thought, well, I'll wait for the next one. The DSi came out, and now the 3D ones come out. That sounds like it's going to be a bit of fun. So, uh, you have to first buy all your games again, though, right? <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to buy 3D games now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the interesting thing about this chip is that it's the first. It's actually got more graphics power than the Wii. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, it's not probably not well, hard. It can shift the right number more pixels than a an SD TV, I guess. Yeah, and uh, it's. It fundamentally changed the way Nintendo's been, you know, doing graphics. So mm-hmm. uh, stepping it up into the kind of the real world. How does it compare with the PSP? I can't. It's got, tell that's got that. a um, what's the old those uh, special Q Dewey. processors? Dewey. Cell processor. Cell processor. It's got cell processors. In Does the it really? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Hmm. Um, um, anyway, that, that's kind of interesting. I guess watch and learn on that one. See what happens. Um, the other thing is um, those clever people at Skype have finally um, done a public announcement. That they're doing the Skype uh, beta. Previously, it was a private beta. Now it's mm-hmm. a public beta, I suppose. People can apply to join and yep. put Skype on their embedded devices. So that's fantastic. The Skype Kit program, um, which means, I mean, obviously we've seen the announcements of TV sets and things at CES doing Skype. So this is really just pulling the covers off that word that's been going on. I mean, are we going to see Skype in everything that moves now? Well, I guess everything with a broadband connection. Yeah. I mean, you've got Skype on your iPad. Yep. And that's pretty Works pretty right. damn good, to be honest. I mean, um, and I have seen other people making calls on the oh, iPad. Really? It's not just me that feels <laughs> stupid talking to a large thing by my head. Um, <clears throat> but if you want to use it as a phone... It's a very big phone you have there. <laughs> well, yeah. Kind of, and it's very good. I mean, you heard the speaker early on. It's yeah, quite the speaker good. is and the microphone is. Very good, and sound isolation is very good. It's clearly, they have a Skype qualification. You can't just bang it out there and use the logo. You have to go through some kind of qualification. That's good. Um, I mean, for Skype, this is perfect because you really do want Skype everywhere. You want it to be more ubiquitous than your phone line, Hmm. which everyone's not using these days anyway. Uh, But if it's... uh, But Skype relies on making money from people buying calls from Skype to phone lines. True, but I'd do that... Anyway, because if I'm logged into Skype, I can accept calls from US, UK numbers. Mm. And if I'm not, then I get it redirected to my mobile. So, so you it's actually pay for a Skype kind of redirection yeah. service. Okay. Yeah, it's actually, I mean, the prices are great and it's just easy. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, if it was in a... Scene, I guess it's only in this crazy UK country where you have to get... You can't not have a landline if you want to get broadband. Yeah, you have to have a landline. Oh, no, unless you you're, getting, unless you're getting it through through cable, which not everyone gets because yeah. cable is pretty rare in, yeah, that's true. in this country. So it's that's a bit weird. But uh, I agree. I mean, it's um, it's cool. But it's the weird business model for Skype is if it, once everybody's got it, they don't make any money. Mm, true. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't need to call anybody. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure then they'll introduce paid for Skype. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm surprised. Uh, I, th- I think the conferencing, surely they make, I think they make money from conferencing. You can, yeah, you can video chat to one person. If you want to chat to lots of people, I think you have to pay for that. Okay. So we'll, we'll see cool. what goes on with that. Now, um, <clears throat> all that broadband stuff, what about making money and content? What's happening there? These are seem to be a couple of Apple stories that um, Fanboy James has pulled out here. Indeed. So, uh, we, you've heard of iAds, which is the Apple uh, mobile advertising platform coming to everything Apple-ish. Yeah, they bought um, a company seemingly only about six months ago, hmm. and they've started to sort of add this in. So, people, mm-hmm. who, I think it's more of a, 
it's kind of a module within the dev kit where you can say or oh, put an ad in here right obviously they have apple standard ad formats and then you in your within your ad you can monetize that uh, right so they a, publish the ad to the app and you get a you get a cut of any clip change or whatever right. whatever comes back so um mm, cool testing that kind of market i think other people who are doing in in app ads can do it mm-hmm. independently so it's, i think this is only for right. the independent developer okay rather than the big boys i mean if i was reading something the other day about wall street journal they'd done some experiments with advertising mm-hmm. they got lead they created their online edition mm-hmm. and it's only got several lead advertisers so they just reduce the inventory and you can right. see what happens. did that work yeah, I mean, they're quite groovy ads and they're leading brands, you know, like Oracle, mm. Coke, mm. people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But I mean, quite what the click-through rates are, nobody kind of knows. I mean, anything which is new, new media, new advertising, mm. you've got to have mm. some pretty ballsy sponsors to get in there first and pony up the cash. Yep. Because if you give it away for free, then it's worth nothing. So yeah. you have to, yeah, yeah. to pitch it appropriately uh, and have some strong branding there. So, right. um, so they're doing some... Uh, pilots to test parts or are they kind I of I think they're just just starting to light it up now hmm. um, and they've got tested but obviously people I think it's only people who are releasing on the new iOS 4 right okay for iPhone so it's only in that version and obviously the iPhone has only right. just launched today so um, that's exciting. why they're just sort of updating apps and things because a lot I have had a few apps uh, update on my iPad which are now uh, ready for iOS 4 right to support the new screen resolution uh-huh. Uh-huh. but the rest is pretty so the iAds are slated to start running on July 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people have started to already kind of see them. You kind of test screens yeah. and things. Well, that's cool. I mean, th- this is really Apple stepping into Google's territory now. Well, there are a few other. I think AdMob is another one. I have got mm-hmm. some apps on my iPhone, which have got embedded, advertising embedded ads in. Right. But they're clearly, that's a private arrangement between yeah. the app developer. Yep. So I guess these... And that happens quite a lot in computer development where mm. you're, you're software development and someone says, oh, third party comes up with an idea and if they're not bought, they're mm-hmm. copied and it's like, sorry. And, yep. And, uh, well, I've seen a few iPhone apps that have got advertising in them and they're actually quite annoying to have this advertising in the middle of something that you're trying to do. I know, yeah, if, you I make it, it, if it was free, I mean, that's often they have the light version. And the yeah, the light version is the advertising. Yeah, yeah, okay. so I think it's fair enough, to be honest. Yeah, and, that's um, true. No problem there. Um, what, what's this other thing here about Apple? Uh, and I guess this is the standard, if you did a, a patent trawl on Apple, what they're filing for. <laughs> right. There's obviously huge amounts of ideas and patents coming out of there. But they recently filed a patent integrating HD radio, which is not high-definition radio. Mm. Um, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a branding it, name for digital radio in yeah. the US. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which actually is, sits in between existing FM carriers to provide uh, uh, digital radio in the US. Typically, I think they're looking elsewhere. But clearly, it's quite um, low bandwidth data, but mm. it's ideal for track information for radio stations. Oh, it's fantastic, because like uh, I mean, it's, it's all perfectly done. If you're uh, listening to a track on the radio and you go, hmm, I quite like that, and you click, yeah. click double-click on your And right now, you can uh, do some device. tagging on iPods with FM radio. Oh, right. And so it records a little clip, and then when you sync it up, it uh, then okay. finds out through I guess it Shazam or something. Grace Note, probably someone like that, or mm-hmm. whoever provides the, the stuff to uh, mm-hmm. Apple, and then that um, says, though, this is how you can buy it on iTunes. Mm. I mean, it's one of these kind of, I don't know, niche features. I mean, you, oh, didn't, know, you, you didn't know it was available. I mean, you haven't got, have you got an iPod that does this? Have you got an iPod with an FM receiver? No. no. But it's only the Nano that has a rece- an FM receiver. Yeah, one it? of the yeah. Nanos of the many. I've got, a, <laughs> I've got both ends of it. I've got the, the big fat one, or uh, I've got a little shuffle, which <laughs> is actually, I actually really like the shuffle yeah. running because it's, 
uh, it talks the song's titles to you, so you don't have any buttons on it. You don't okay. even have a display. It's very small. And uh, you hardly even know that you're actually wearing it in any way, shape, or form. Whereas we used to run with my iPod. It was almost like I had an extra kilo to kind of <laughs> carry around. But, um, mm. but it doesn't do radio. So, uh, so I think that's good good use of HD radio, perhaps. Whether it ever hits the, um, hits the skids, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's also... Um, I man- didn't manage to subscribe to it. I mean, we've got uh, Spotify here in the UK and Pandora in the US. Mm-hmm. And there's Audio, which is a new one that's launched. Yep, and I got the invite, but unfortunately, because yeah, I, I need a proxy to, in, the to US, be in the US, like, yeah. oh. um, tried to go through my friend the US proxy, but it wasn't really happy with that. Yeah. So I think these, this is where there's some competition in that that area. So that's mm. interesting. Um, what's going on in mobile? Other than the iPhone 4 launch, which I guess just happened today. Day. I mean, did you see people lining up in Regent Street? I read about them really lining up. <laughs> and, uh, but I mean, obviously the overload of the orders. So I think there are a lot of, yep. people, a lot of disappointed people. Yeah, and I saw uh, Stephen Fry had a review in The Guardian mm-hmm. today, I think it was. Today, yesterday. Talking about how amazingly beautiful this device is and how you have to have one. And I don't know who he is. Blah, 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 Apple, blah. Blah, blah, <laughs> but uh, he seemed to like it. Um. And uh, well, I don't know if it's going to be a great, great leap forward. I mean, a bit more battery life. It's it's slim, small, high res display. Yeah, high res display. Um, it's just another iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's got the same processor as the iPad, although it's not yeah, running. I, mean, I think you'll probably fast. get one jumping from two G. Yeah, I think you'll probably see the difference 4G, there. But I'll you yep. know I'll bide my time. Yep. Wait for the white one. To well, I reckon that uh, Tesco has the cheapest iPhone plan. Would you believe it? Uh, so even Tesco is selling iPhone fours. Um, but it's yeah. probably a three-year tie-in or something, you know. Well, pretty much. Well, yeah. it didn't seem all that cheap to me, to be honest. It was. Yeah. Uh, you can get you can get a 16 gig version of the iPhone for 19 pounds, but you have to pay 45 pounds a month for 24 months. So at that wow. point, that's pretty much. You well, know, also, I think they've for house. See the recanting on the data plans as well. I think iPhone. You'd be yes. okay. I mean, my iPad. I was looking at the data usage. Because mm-hmm. I'm mainly data on Wi-Fi. I'm not using. Right. I guess yeah. it's not too bad. Yeah. But um, mm. could happen. So, and if you want to get a an outright one, no contract. Five sixty nine. Five sixty nine. Wow, eight hundred dollars, and that's locked in, presumably. No, that's that's um, SIM free. Is it? Yep. It's slightly cheaper than the official SIM free versions, um, but you, if you're a pay as you go customer, so effectively you just. Month by month. And triple points on their loyalty program. Very exciting. Yes. You, we, we cannot pay you for you telling us all about your marketing information and credit card details. <coughs> so I think you know, that's quite interesting. Um, are you tempted by an iPhone 4? Yeah, I am actually, because my, my current um, happily being dragged around the universe, Samsung is kind of starting to get to that point of <laughs> wanting to take a break yeah, from the universe. Didn't, didn't pre-order. I know some people who have pre-ordered and all right. for the SIM-free version, but um, having just taken a hit on the iPad. Yeah, I think you might have to wait a bit. Well, the other news in the mobile category is we have uh, a company called Nextivity. What a stupid name that is. Sorry, oh, cool. no, no apologies to Nextivity. <laughs> uh, they've got a product called Solfi. Right. And uh, what they're doing, it's actually about, uh, it, the actual article itself is about the distribution, some of the distributing this product, but mm-hmm. I actually thought the product itself was quite interesting. And they reckon there's about 50,000 businesses in the UK that could benefit from having what's well, essentially a mobile signal booster in your building. Is it a booster or is it a kind of pico cell, uh, femto cell kind of thing? You no, know, it's actually. Um, oh, I'm just trying to read very quickly. And some of them have like a femto cell with a, and they route it via IP, so you can reduce the cost of your calls. Mm-hmm. So you can. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's actually. I, I think it must route via IP. So you spend about four hundred pounds, 
mm-hmm. uh, for the initial investment. But then once you have about 10 to 15 people uh, working on 3G, mm-hmm. uh, you obviously end up, you know, it costs about but 40 pounds. This is only on T-Mobile network. I mean, Vodafone yeah, has this femtocell. Yeah, that makes me think it is actually so over the internet. just another femtocell. Yeah. They just that's, outsourced That's it. great. I mean, if it's actually connecting 3G to, to Wi-Fi, then you could imagine you get some that's pretty good data. That's expensive, though. 400 pounds? I mean, the Vodafone one, you can buy for 100. Yeah, it's probably got a range of about three feet, though. This is going to do a whole building. So okay. So that's the, the, they've turned up to 11. On the game, <laughs> yeah, game they're cranking it out. Those buildings up to 13,300 But I think you know, we're just starting to see femtocells starting to roll yeah, out. And, and, and for I'm various in, I'm reasons. I'm in two minds about it, really, because part of me thinks, yeah, great solution, solves a problem, uh, improves the service, blah, blah, blah. But by the same token, uh, you know, up till now, the mobile network's been spending money on putting towers out there. And now we're ending up as the consumer paying well, that's to put their own idea, tower But I can in. also see if I was to, you know, switch cell providers and said, well, I would subscribe to you, but the signal is lousy in my area. No problem. You know, we'll give you this box and we'll take you from yep. the other guy. <clears throat> that's true. Um, so that's I can true. see that's where, and, but that's where it would be a cost of getting a subscriber or they just yeah. never would get them. So yeah. I don't know if that's happened yet. No, I haven't heard of that. But I think you have point. like a 14-day cooling off period if you buy the phone and then take it home and say, well, it doesn't work. I've got no signal yeah. where, I, where I need to use it. Yeah, I mean, which is fair enough. I don't know if they're clever enough actually to come back and say, <laughs> oh, sure, we can give you one of these topics because then do you have a broadband connection and then it's only working when your broadband's on. And Yeah, and so, uh, then you end up paying for the data twice. Pay for the call and then you pay for the, the build yeah, the unless, shuffle I mean, call you, over you your broadband. You had one of those phones in the States and you, which was doing seamless roaming between Wi-Fi and Yeah, that was, that was great. That was the, one of the Blackberries that roamed on Wi-Fi. So when I was in the UK, I was effectively connected to the mobile network in the US. Mm, but it was seamless, seamless roaming. Yeah. yeah. That, that actually worked surprisingly not as bad as you would think it would work. <laughs> sometimes it was great. Sometimes <laughs> well, the handover, I guess, between... Yeah, I never really... The handover never really... I never really tested that particularly, but mm. um, it really depends. I guess it's going on from a managed network to a totally unmanaged network. Exactly, so that's so a bit of a challenge. There. It was okay. It was okay at home. At work, when the bandwidth was kind of being chunked up, it, it failed dismally. So it really depended mm. on how how, how many HD movies you were quarantined yeah. at the time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Not that you do. Um, so um, gaming, gaming. Now. Um, I've, I must admit, I've paid for my first proper game on the iPad, or two, in fact. Oh, how, uh, how have you found them? Are they good? Very good. Um, Plants vs. Zombies. But five, <laughs> ni- I mean, £5.99, which is probably you know nine ninety nine in real money in the USA. Mm-hmm. That's quite a lot of money to spend on a... I mean, it's not a lot of money to spend on a game, mm. but it's... Um, well, it kind of is, because you can, you can no, buy a proper, proper inverted commas, like a, a full I mean, full a DS cartridge game. game is, what, £25? Yeah, thereabouts. And then what's, a, what's a PS, PS3 game worth? Is it 30, PS3, 40 pounds? 40 probably pounds? 40 pounds. Okay, yeah. so it's kind of a quarter of a quarter of a PS3 mm-hmm. game. Um, but, I mean, you were showing me some of those games earlier and the graphics look great and it's very yeah, responsive. It's very casual. I mean, PopCat is the Plants and Zombies thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And the um, Plants and Zombies and stuff. So I think they're pretty good games. Um, good time killers if you've got a couple of minutes. Yep, kill sure. a few zombies. Exactly. So in the meantime, um, E3 again. We mentioned earlier on big gaming show in the the, I guess in the US. And Um, I was showing off the PlayStation announcements. um, And yeah, we talked before about this PlayStation Move, which is Mm -hmm. this bizarre 
What's the it's the Wii look like? like a, we've got another lightsaber story later on, but this is um, <laughs> this is kind of like a Wiimote, but with a coloured ping pong ball for want of a better yes yes on indeed. the end of it. And this is quite a, quite a cool but yet rubbish ray gun. <laughs> um, you can attach um, to it. These are supposed to be released, I think, in September. But you can pre-order them on Amazon already. Yeah, September fifteenth in North America, nineteenth in Europe, and um, obviously this is. Coinciding with the, I guess, the Xbox 360 Connect, which yeah, is coming out. You know, I had a look at the video, the demo video. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is Sony. They've got enough money; they can throw at anything. Yeah, they have enough people, enough everything. And I watched the entire demo, and they had a um, they they had a ping pong game, mm-hmm. table tennis game. Sorry, they had a archery game. Yep. They had a golfing game, mm-hmm. had a tennis game. Does that sound familiar to you, Yeah, James? yeah. It's um, like, we want f- one of those. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing, I mean, the graphics were great on the actual yeah. screen. Um, and I'm sure the responsiveness may well have been better yeah. than the but Wii. essentially, it's uh, got a gyro. Yeah. And it's, it's, and, but you need the cam- yeah. camera for this as well. Yeah, you need the camera right? to be able to see the coloured ball as it moves around. Yeah. So. And presumably not too dark a room. So, um I think uh, my, my prediction I think it's going to bomb I think it's, it's going to be unless late. there's some titles out there and I can't see anyone there's only about a dozen titles and even then I think you know that that whole movement you know and they're not going to caught by the Wii thing to use as a regular controller so it's a no, totally separate it's, controller yeah, and you need two of them all the games mm. they were showing had two so you got to buy two 50 bucks whoa but you need two so that's 100 bucks before you even start well, I'm sure you could play tennis against a computer fun <laughs> Don't nah. be social. Um, I think I think we're beating on the Wii's, Wii's taking their market, and uh, I, I I really think the they're just too late to market. The the Wii's come and taken all those people that mm. want to play those sort of games. All the people want to play beautiful graphics, hardcore gaming stuff yeah, like I think do the, the PS3 Natal or the Xbox. Thing is 150 or something. And I also you know fancy if someone it's quite you can't hold your arms up and steer a <laughs> virtual very car long. for very long. You get sore arms. <laughs> yep. Um, so I'm. I'm not convinced. I think, you know, even the Wii, we've t- spoken before, it's something I can see yours here is probably gathering dust. dust. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Until that rare occasion it, it pops out. I must uh, um, buy it up. So, we were going to talk about other lightsabers. Mm. Now, I thought this was, I mean, I guess it's, you know, every boy's dream, and yes. girls as well, to have me, a lightsaber. Business, um, to have a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I was surprised to find that a company, uh, in, I guess I don't know where they're from. I guess it's made in China. But the um, this is the Spider Three Pro Arctic Series Laser Pointer, uh, which is <laughs> modelled to look pretty much like a lightsaber. It does look very much um, like a lightsaber, and will blind permanently and instantly, and set fire quickly to skin and other body parts. <laughs> now, fantastic! Um, it, it's, uh, it's manufactured by that company, Wicked Lasers, uh, um, and it emits a four hundred fifty-five nanometer. Cool blue ultra high power one watt beam. Yeah, um, I mean it's uh, two hundred bucks, and they'll ship it anywhere in the world. My goodness! I mean that, that's a that's a fair outlay for a, 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 a blue dot. A, I mean, yeah, but you can. I mean, obviously, laser pointers. I mean, even at the World Cup, soccer's on at the moment. They've had a few people seeing laser pointers on the pitch. Oh, really? But mm. I mean, there's something else. There's dazzling. Yeah, there's dazzling and, and there's instant, damaging, instant blinding and burning. I mean. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, was it one of the comments you said on this? I said, what would you need this for unless you were giving a PowerPoint presentation on the moon from Earth? Or yes, like that. exactly. Um, but some of the comments on the actual website, <laughs> they, they've got quoted here. I must have this. Birthday present anyone? I will kill things with fire. 
and another writes will be bought by brainless football thugs and chavs to maim decent football fans and families in shopping centres <laughs> yep yep I ordered one just for the fact that I suspect the federal government is going to ban them once legislators catch up with technology no I don't plan on setting fires or blinding people with it but what are you going to okay. do with it what, what else are you going to do with just it just because I can is <laughs> exercising my uh, right to bear lightsabers <laughs> And why not? It's arms. Ah, I don't it's, arms. it's more of a lights than arms, isn't it? So, yes. Um, so do let us know if um, you've got any crazy lightsaber experiences. Send yeah. us your um, feedback or news or remarks to feedback on thecouchpodcast.com. Yeah, we always love hearing from you. And um, if you've got one of these devices and been <laughs> destroying neighbours' cats with yes. them... Don't tell us. <laughs> no, we don't want to know. We don't want to know. <laughs> ah, Fantastic. Brilliant. So I guess that's all for us on uh, episode 140. And we will uh, be back for you in episode 141 in a week or so. All right. Catch you then. Goodbye from me, James. And bye from me. And cheers. Bye. This episode of On The Couch Podcast is brought to you by EmbeddedAdventures.com, your source for embedded kits and things to play with. <laughs>